All right, today is part 11. This is us. We finish strong. We finish strong. You can take notes on the back of your worship guide if you would like. No cute little blanks to fill in today, sorry. All right. So some of us are, um, who wants to finish strong? Who wants to finish? Who enters a race to just plan on being the last person to come across the line? Nobody does that. You enter a race, hopefully, to be in at least the starting, you know, group of people. But at the very least, you want to finish, but you hope to finish strong. Amen? In this race called life, we should be hoping and wanting to finish strong. Some people are having a great year, a banner year. Some of you are having a frustrating and a disappointing year. You just can't get things going. Every time you turn left and you turn right, it's like a door shuts. It's like, you know, the devil's just trying to destroy everything that God's trying to do for you. And you're just about on the verge of quitting and giving up. Don't you do it. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. you got to stay in this race. God has got great things for you and for your life, but you got to hang in there. All right, if you can give us our first scripture, we're going to go to Philippians 1.6. Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Woo! That's a surety. It's going to happen. All right, in the message version, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. Wow, that is our guarantee. Do you believe the Word of God? Do you believe God meant what He said when that was put into your Bible? Amen. That is our hope, our promise. God is not going to quit us. But many of us have quit him. And if that was you, don't live in shame and guilt. Thank God you came back. Thank God you're gaining ground back that maybe you lost. But God is not going to quit us. He's not like us. He's faithful. He's true. He's sure. But guess what? The enemy, he can't stop us, but he wants to slow you down, right? He wants to create roadblocks and hazards and different things to put in your way to slow you down. Are you going to let him stop you? Don't let the enemy stop you. Don't let him slow you down if at all possible. Well, the devil knows that many of us are determined, and he's not going to be able to stop us. But, yeah, he's going to try to slow us down. There are going to be roadblocks, speed bumps, and sometimes some of us may temporarily veer off course you know, who, that's happened. Don't raise your hand. I, should, I shouldn't just raise hand. But um, it happens. Sometimes we lose sight. We get frustrated. We get overcome. And we just, we just walk away for a while. But God is merciful, right? And God is, has so much grace. All right. So we're talking today about the high calling that is on your life. We're talking about this race. We're talking about getting in this race working hard and finishing strong. You know, there may be bad days or bad months or problems. Sometimes there's sickness. Sometimes there's relationship problems and car problems and finance problems. And, you know, depression can try to creep in. Things can happen to knock us 
off course. The devil wants to distract you. He wants to get your eyes off the prize, you know. He wants to just cause any kind of disruption he can so that you do not keep the vision and stay on the mission that God has. He will take your focus, your energy, and your joy. But you know what? We have got to be determined. We've got to be determined. You know, you're determined about other things. You're determined when you're building a house. That house is going to get built. You're determined when you're in college and trying to get a degree. I'm going to get this degree. When you want to go get a new car, you're determined. I'm getting that car. That car is mine. And you stay on course and you stay focused. Why can't we be focused on the most important thing, which is the mission, which is the vision, which is God's high calling for our life. Amen? All right. So you can know your path and know your mission that you are on. But guess what? You can change your arrival time when you're on your way by slowing down. Right? So if you set out on course and on pace and you're going one speed and one pace, but something happens, you get distracted, something gets in the way, guess what? You're going to slow down. Your arrival time is going to be later. We can use um, working out in a treadmill as an example of this. So a treadmill is going to tell you about... Uh, how long it's going to take you to reach your goal. If you decided, you know, I'm going to jog a mile and a half or two miles in this period of time, okay, you know how long it's going to take you to get there. But guess what? If you just thought, I'm going to take it a little easy today, I'm just going to slow that pace down, guess what? It's going to take you longer to complete that. It's going to take you longer to get there. And maybe you don't even finish it all. So don't get distracted. Don't let the devil beat you down and weaken you so that you slow down your pace or even get off course. It's not worth it. Come on. So at Solid Rock, we've always been workers in this house. Amen? We're known as the working church. As a matter of fact, they love to pick on us and laugh at us and make fun of us. That's all y'all ever do. Well, there's work to be done. So we're trying to do what God has called us to do. But when we got into this building, you know, everything was different and new. And we had to create new processes and new procedures of how to manage this house and how to take care of people. And, you know, maybe we just got a little bit comfortable and we got a little bit lazy and maybe we lost sight and maybe we just slowed down a little bit and lost a little bit of our pace. And thank God that God is merciful because we're in focus 25 right now, baby. And it is time to pick up the pace and pick up the speed and get Get back into the groove because God has a much work for us to do. Not just physical labor in this house. We've got to go out into the highways and the byways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Amen. You know, we had two songs today that talked so much about Jesus is coming soon. Were you guys paying attention? It was so powerful knowing that I was going to be talking about we got to get busy. We got to get real. We got to get focused because Jesus is coming soon. My Lord, the church of all institutions, so many of our churches are just literally going through the, not even going through the motions. They've completely lost sight of why they're even in existence. So it, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't surprise anyone when you say, do they even realize Jesus is coming back soon? 
He really is coming back soon. We should see the state of the world and everything that's going on and understand it can't be much longer. Amen? What is the scripture, Delane? That if the days had not been shortened, that there wouldn't be any flesh left alive? Do you realize we're approaching that time? I believe that I'm not going to be here during that great tribulation time. I believe I'm going to be gone already, and I'm so thankful for that hope. But it's going to get so bad and so desolate that literally had time gone on just a little further than what the end point will be, there wouldn't be anybody left. There would be so much wickedness and destruction in this world. All right, so Focus 25. These are our Focus 25 commitment cards. We encourage you, if you've not already done this, consider being a monthly partner with us to help us complete all of this great work. There is going to be so many construction projects and so much going on. So just be in constant prayer that we can keep up our pace so that we are ready when Elevate Conference comes around. Because, guys, it, it's great starting out. You're all excited. We're going to do all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then June and July come around, and it's so hot, and you don't want to be outside, and it's hot inside, and you done been doing this for months now, and I got other stuff I want to do. And come on, you can easily get distracted, but we've got to stay focused. So pray for energy strength and that we can stay focused. All right, let's go to our next scripture. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Woo! That's a mouthful. Jesus paid it all for us. There was nothing more that he needed to do to be the sacrifice and the example for us. Amen? I believe Austin was talking about he became that lamb. We don't have to bring that physical sacrifice to the altar anymore. Jesus did that for us. Amen? So some have said that this race that we're in is a sprint. Not a marathon, but a sprint. But I think that both are true. Because at some times in your life, it can be a sprint. And others, it can be a marathon because of the way that God moves in, in your life and because of the way that things happen. Let's talk about um, the word. Is uh, Bear with me. It's hot up here. The word is defined as enduring consistency. We've got to be consistent. Amen? Consistency is so important. Consistency, it can be the thing that, uh, where people just lose it. You know, they start out, you start out great, you start out focused, I'm strong, and then, you know, a little bit down the way, you get tired. You lose focus. You lose interest. You, you just, you blew up in the beginning, and now you're just completely out of breath. You're out of strength. You're out of energy. 
But we've got to learn how to stay the course. Amen. It's awesome to come out of that gate on fire. That is great. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. But guess what? It's a long haul and a long-term thing, right? God is looking for consistency. To some of us, that is completely foreign to us. Some of us, we got ADD, we got all this stuff, and we can't be still, and we don't don't know how to focus, we don't know how to complete a task, we don't know how to follow through. So guess what? You can still learn, right? Some of us literally need to calm down, grow up, and decide, I'm going to get some stuff done for God, amen? There's still time, amen? You're still breathing. Hallelujah. That's right. Stop making excuses of why you're, you can't go to church consistently. You can't take your family to church. You can't talk to people at work about God. You can't this. You can't that. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Stop feigning victimhood. Uh, if only this. If this hadn't happened to me. If I could do this. You're not a victim. A lot of you who feign in victimhood, you've done a lot of it to yourself. Come on. Yeah. Some, some of you. You are the perpetrator of your own victimhood. Hallelujah. Yeah, we know sometimes things happen. You get, you, get, you know, ambushed by the devil sometimes. Even, even the person who is absolutely in tune with God and being sensitive to the Spirit, they can get knocked down without warning. But a lot of times, it's your own fault. It's our own fault. All right. Let's talk about the kingdom of God being a marathon. You know, I can't imagine running a marathon. You'll probably never see me in, in the smallest of marathons because I just probably ain't going to do it. But I admire those who do because the training, the conditioning, the endurance one must have to be in a marathon just boggles my mind. But along a marathon route, as hard as it is, you're so tired, you're out of breath, you're getting those pains in your side, and you're so thirsty. It's so cool to me that the way they have these water stations set up, it's a place of refreshment. And these people are so trained, they don't even have to stop. They barely slow down. There's a table right here. They grab some water, gulp it down, and throw it in the Throw it on the ground and keep going because they need that refreshment. And they know that that refreshment is going to help them to go the distance. Come on, we need strength to go the distance. Amen? Guess what? The church can be a place of refreshment. Amen? Your small group can be a place of refreshment. That little 10-minute Bible study that you have in the break room at your job can be a place of refreshment. And not only refreshment, God can use you as a leader in any of those places and more to help other people get refreshed. Amen? You know when you're so tired or you're so thirsty from from whatever, from working, from just being out in the sun or whatever, how awesome it is when you get that big, tall cup of cold water and pour it down. You just gulp it all down at one time, and you're like, Oh, yeah. It is amazing, isn't it? This is what God wants to do for you. Amen? He wants to refresh you. Praise God. Some of you, I know we're talking about being refreshed right now, and you're sitting there thinking, yeah, that sounds great. 
How awesome. When I'm just dying, I'm completely parched, and I don't know how I'm going to make it. And quite frankly, I don't know if I want to make it. I'm just tired. I'm done. Everybody, my job, my family, even my pets are sucking the life out of me. Everybody just wants something. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Well, guess what? Some of you haven't even come to that realization yet. You don't even realize it. You got people in your family, thank God they're praying for you and they're, you know, sending hopefully energy and strength and encouragement your way through their prayers. But in the physical, you're down there in the ditch, a pile of dried up bones, and they're standing looking over you. And then Lewis right here, he says to Thelma, Thelma, do you think that these bones can live again? Do you think there's hope? And then Thelma over here, she says, oh, it's looking pretty bad. I, I don't know. They, they definitely need some, some hydration and some refreshment down there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know there's some good word on it, and the Bible's got some good stuff in there, but, you know, I don't know. But then, but then little Johnny over here that goes to Lauren and Donna's class upstairs at Kingdom Kids, he runs in, and he's like, huh, uh, uh, what's going on right here? And then Lewis and Thelma they just go on to tell little Johnny, well, we got a desperate situation here. We got dry bones, and it's looking pretty bad. And little Johnny, you know what he says? Oh, no, 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 no. The Bible says these bones can live. Woo! And little Johnny proceeds to speak the word over those bones and speak life into those bones. And then Lewis and Thelma are ashamed of themselves because they didn't have faith like little Johnny. The end. Wow. So, yes, there is hope. This is a place of refreshment. Why? Because this is us. This is us. And we're going to finish strong. Amen? We're going to finish strong. We're going to run this race. We're going to stay in the course. Amen? Hallelujah. Woo! I need a breath. All right. And here's another example. If you didn't like my little Lewis and Thelma story, which I don't know why you wouldn't have liked that. That was adorable. Um... You never seen uh, dehydrated food? You know, it's just, ugh. You open up the package, you open up the box, and you look in there, and it's just like, it's like those dry bones. It's crusty and dusty and crinkly and stried up. And ugh. You're like, really? I'm supposed to eat this? This is going to help me? This is going to nourish me? This is going to refresh me? I'm going to get strength from this? This is gross. This is disgusting. But you don't have the whole picture because guess what? If you just add water, if you just add refreshment, if you just add hydration, that food, you know what's going to happen? It's going to spring to life. It's going to be something totally different. And that is you when you are dehydrated, when you are without hope, when you are without vision. You need refreshing. Amen? You need God to pour some water on you. You need some water of the Word. You need some water of the Holy Spirit to churn and churn and bring you back to life. Amen? Amen. God is good. God is good. All right, let's go to Proverbs 18 and 9. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into, and they are saved. 
Woo! When I read this scripture, this is literally what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a Sunday school teacher when I was a child or even my grandma when I was a child. When somebody would tell you, oh, honey, you just got to call on the name of the Lord. You just got to say, Jesus, 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 help me. Did this scripture not just tell us that the very name of the Lord was a strong tower that I can run to when I need help, when I need to be saved? Oh, yes, it did. Mm -mm -mm. God is good. Some of us just need to practice that. We just need to say the name Jesus. Just say it. Come on, say it with me. Jesus, 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 help me. Help me, help me. You know, there was a person that I'm trying to minister to, and they're just, they don't know about church and, and how they feel about God and you know, they don't see God and kingdom and all this the same way as I do. And, you know, it, it worries me. You know, above all things, I want you to be saved because he's coming back. Amen? And we never know. You never know from day to day what's going to happen to you where you could get in trouble or into peril. So I tell this person, you know what? You can't be preachy with some people. Some people can't receive that. They don't, not only do they not want it, they're not in a place where they can receive that, okay? Because a lot of us are just a bunch of softies now. We're all about this emotion and feeling stuff. I, I, I just don't understand it. What are you, a, what are you, a cushion, a pillow? You just got all about feeling, feeling, feeling. It's got to be soft and good. It's got to make me feel good. Seriously? I'm from the 80s, y'all. You know? I, I just, you know, this is this whole new thing. I just learned to deal with it. But, you know, we've gotten, we've gotten so, so soft. So you got to work on your approach and your delivery. So with this person, what I have to say is, you know, um, I'm praying for you and I love you. God has, God's got a plan for you. He's got great, great things for you. But you know what? If you find yourself in danger, if you feel like you're alone, if you're scared, if you don't know what's going to happen, if it feels like it may be the last moments of your life, please remember this. Just call on Jesus. Just say, Jesus, Jesus, help me. If that ends up being the last words that you ever speak, just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Those are probably the most important and powerful words that we will ever speak. Amen? All right. Woo! Isaiah 40, 31. I'm going to paraphrase this a little. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to run and not grow weary. Woo! Who feels like they've been on a run before? Like you're running for your life. Oh, my gosh, I felt that way so many times. The kingdom is a long-term marathon thing. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a minute. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be like this. It's a journey, and it's a mission, but the kingdom can be a sprint, too. You know, athletes, they have to run wind sprints. They have to run. They have to condition themselves. They got to be strong. You know, I think that's one of the greatest things about University of Alabama, football. 
these guys are so conditioned. They can go the distance in the fourth quarter better than just about anybody because they are put to the test. They are conditioned to be strong where others have ran out of gas, where they've become weak and ran out of breath and strength. But we've got to be conditioned. Amen? Some of you ought to be conditioned because I know some of your stories. And if you hadn't learned some lessons by now and done some conditioning by now, I don't know what else it's going to take because some of you have a story and God has brought you through so many things. I know God's brought me through so many things. I don't handle stuff the way I used to. Amen? Things that I used to fall apart over and be on the floor or something has already been thrown across the room and hit the wall, possibly broken something, then screaming pursued after that, and a lot of other stuff happened too. I don't do that anymore. Not that I won't. Okay, I just want to put that out there. It could happen. But I don't have to because God has given me spiritual maturity. He has grown me up. He has shown me other ways to conduct myself. He's given me wisdom and maturity and strength, and he has helped me. But we've got to be in shape for this run. Amen? If you want to finish strong, you're going to have to buckle your shoes on or lace your shoes up. You're going to have to condition your mind and condition your body. And just, I don't know, you may have to look at yourself every morning in the mirror and give yourself a pep talk. And that's just all right. Amen? Because it's important and it matters. And God wants to do this through you. So we know that how we practice is probably how we're going to perform in the game. Right, Brother Richard? And I'm so glad to see you today. And Sister Felicia, everybody. Amen? These guys drive a long way to be here. But how we practice is usually how we play the game. Now, sometimes God has mercy on us. Like sometimes... His team done practice on Monday night. They done had pre-rehearsal on Sunday morning, and everything was good, and we are just, you know, set for launch. And right when service starts, unbeknownst, something that you couldn't control happens. Well, guess what? <laughs> God better be moving in that instance because live stream is running, and all these people are looking at you. So what are you going to do? You're going to fall apart? You're going to have a hissy fit? going to throw stuff down? You're going to drop the mic and walk off? No, you can't do that. You can't do that. You've got to lean on your spiritual maturity and those who are around you, supporting you, because guess what? You might be Austin and everybody's looking at you. What you going to do, brother? What you going to do? How you going to fix this? Hey, CJ, what you going to do back there? Fix this for us. Fix my situation. Faith, patience, working together being determined. Don't lose sight of the vision. Amen? All right. We're sprinting. We're sprinting. We're running. We're running. We got to push ourselves sometime. I guarantee you, if you go into ministry and you endeavor, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, even if you just are a lay person and you're trying to live for God, it's going to get uncomfortable. The devil is going to make it uncomfortable for you. He is not going to throw down the welcome mat and say, oh, blessings. I've just, I see you've decided to live for Christ. Go forth down the golden pathway and be blessed. No! He is going to try to put every distraction, roadblock, and method of destruction in your way to make you curse God and quit. Amen? 
But we've got to condition ourselves. Amen? Lives hang in the balance. People are counting on us. God is counting on us. We're in this sprint. we got to push ourselves, and we got to stretch ourselves. All right. This is where it matters. It is time for us to run because Jesus is coming soon. Do not listen to the world. Do not get distracted by every form of media that says it's time for the high life and the fun and, oh, all this good. Yes, there's good stuff. But if you get so caught up in the good stuff and having fun, and guess what? You're not going to be on your mission. You're not going to be completing your vision. So you better keep it in balance. You better get in your lane and figure out how to stay there. Amen? Amen? You know, we talk about having roadblocks and getting distracted. You can get distracted with good things, too. Amen? If you're not listening to the Spirit of God, something will look so glossy and good over here, and you'll be like, oh, I can just fulfill my ministry and just be about the business of God. And, oh, my goodness, so good. Oh, look at that guy. You know, I'm, I'm seeking for relationship, and he looks like the perfect match. Oh, my goodness. You better know that you have heard from God or you will be in a mess in two seconds flat. The devil is waiting for you to slip up and trip yourself up like that. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. But why is the church sleeping? They've they've left the run. They've left the race. They've given up. I don't know if some of them even know there is a race. I mean, we're so concerned about coming and fellowshipping and, again, feeling good. You know, I like to go to church because I just feel so good. Sometimes you don't need to feel good in church. Sometimes you need to be uncomfortable because sometimes that's what it takes for God to shake us to know, hey, you ain't right. You ain't right. What you're doing ain't right. If your preacher don't rub you wrong and rub you the wrong way every once in a while, I don't know. You might not be in the right church. If everything's always so happy and kosher, I don't know. I don't know. God makes me uncomfortable. He gets my attention by making me uncomfortable sometimes. And, and, and you know, most of the time I don't like it. But it wakes me up and it helps me know, girl, you need to, uh-uh. God is trying to speak to you through a person, an incident, a scripture, whatever. God has great plans for you, but you will never complete them if you don't get where you're supposed to be, do what you're supposed to do, and stay sensitive to the Spirit of God. Amen? He can lead and guide you, but not if you're not paying attention. Amen? Get back in the race. All right, the devil will try to make you tired. Oh, God, he'll wear you down. He will wear you down. What happens when you get tired? Here are some things that happen when you're tired. You get ill. You get short-tempered. You want to give up. You give in to depression. You lose all hope. You start saying bad and wrong things out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this is just the way it's going to be. God's got me here, and I'm going to carry these burdens. I'm never going to have joy. I'm never going to get the victory. I'm never going to get my healing. Well, 
keep on saying that, and you probably won't. Amen? Amen. we got to speak right words out of our mouth. we got to speak right thoughts out of our mouth. Our actions have got to line up with the Word of God. Amen? Don't lose sight. Don't lose the vision. Amen? Woo! Some people, when they get tired, they just decide it's time for them to take a break. And what intended to be just a short time of reflection, a sabbatical, you know, and I'm not against those things. I've had to do those myself. Probably will have to do it again in the future. It can be a refreshing thing. It can be exactly what you need sometimes. But, oh, how many people have I seen over the years that a break turned into a vacation, that turned into a journey, that turned into I don't even know what. And then now it's seven years later, and they've done left their husband. They don't talk to their children anymore. All this craziness. Don't let that be you. Don't get tired and frustrated and decide, I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm leaving this church. I'm leaving the ministry. This isn't what God had for me. I must have heard wrong. Amen. I'm tired of the people doing me wrong. I'm tired of this. Come on. If we will stay right here where God wants you and intends for you to be, you can get tired but get refreshed. Amen? If you will keep your eyes on the prize, you might stumble a little, but you'll bring it back to the center. Amen? Because it's not about you. You've got to lean on Him. Amen? For His strength and His understanding. And He is the one who will make the way. If you get down in the pit, I promise you, you're not going to be the one who gets yourself out. It is going to be God's grace and God's help that pulls you from the pit. Amen? So let's don't get lazy. Let's don't get lost. Let's don't leave the course and make bad decisions and do stupid things. And you know you say the word stupid when other people aren't listening. Don't look at me like that. You know you done said about people, I can't believe they did that stupid thing. Well, we do stupid things too. And we need God's grace too, don't we? Amen? All right. People leave the ministry when the race picks up. You know, as long as it's, as long as we like this and they're comfortable and they're so happy and stuff and they didn't, they don't, they don't need a whole lot. But guess what? When it's time to go faster and pick up and God needs more from you, some people just, if that pastor's expecting me to go witnessing, I'm to, I'm here to tell you that I don't do that. Uh-uh, sister don't play like that. Uh, if they expect me to come to work day with this is not the church for me. If he expects me to go out there and, and call people that ain't even coming to church and pray for the saints, and, 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 and I'm not doing them chicken dinners. I'm going to tell you right now. I done done chicken dinners. I done sold donuts. I done did the barbecues. I ain't doing it. You better watch it. You better watch it. And those are just some small, silly things. But when the race picks up and the heat gets on you, you know, maybe somebody acting up in your family. Maybe they say, we're going to be passing out pink slips at your job. You know, maybe you had one of them crazy mortgages and you got that note. Well, your payment's going up. Mm-hmm. That interest rate done going up. So guess what? Your payment's going up. What you going to do? You going to get mad? You going to quit everything? No. Second Timothy 4, 6 through 8. 
For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but to all those who have loved his appearance. Woo! Appearing. Wow, this is our great hope. Amen? Anybody remember that song? Maybe Crystal Lewis. I will stand with him on that day. Oh, wow. I used to love that. I'm going to stand with him. I'm going to be in heaven with Jesus. Are you kidding me? What? I want to mess this up so that I miss out on that? What is there here? What did you, what's there to go back to? You're going to go back to your vomit? Really? No. Anything that you thought was good, that looked good, and that you thought might be a possibility, look again. It's all falling down, folks. Anything that is not with God, created by God, of God, and for God, it's all crumbling. So what are you going to go back to? There's nothing to go back to. Our great hope is heaven, Jesus, and receiving that crown. Amen? Hallelujah. He said he had finished the race, but some of his closest ministry partners did not finish the race with him. They got distracted. They got offended. They might not should have been on social media. It's a, it's a slippery slope. You know what? Some people can't be on Facebook. It's just too touchy. It's just too touchy. But some were offended because, you know, we, it's all these feelings and emotions. I, I don't know how there's room in the universe for us and our emotions and our because it's just, it takes up so much room and space and time. Feeling, feeling, feeling. I'm telling you, if you were a child of the 80s, you wouldn't be worried about your feelings so much. You got other stuff to worry about, like, like your Jordans and uh, neon leg warmers and stuff like that. We thought about other stuff. We weren't constantly thinking about our feelings and our emotions. We just had other stuff to do. Praise you, Jesus. So, yeah, there might have been a little kerfuffle, a little kerfuffle. Something happened. Precious little feelings. Amen? But listen to the desperation as we continue to read this scripture. Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and he's departed for Thessalonica Crescens for Galatia. Titus for Dalmatia, only Luke is left with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. Antichicus, I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come. And the books, especially the parchments. He told them to come quickly, to run, to sprint. Get on it and get here. But you know, in every ministry, it may be in church, 
It may be your personal ministry of what you're doing at your job or wherever you have small group or Bible study where you're trying to make an impact. I love the work you guys do at Love Lady Center. Wow, it just blesses me. It's so awesome. You know, whether church or a personal endeavor, you're going to have people who are going to leave you. Some who you just knew were always going to be there. Sometimes it's for a good reason. We've had several people go to the mission field, start their own church, go to help other ministries, whatever the case may be. But Demises are going to leave you and it's going to hurt. How are you, how can you be in relationship with someone, on a mission with someone, doing life with someone, caring about each other, and they leave you and it not hurt? It's going to hurt. But Demas people sometimes leave when the speed picks up, the speed of the race picks up. Demas was a former member of Paul's apostolic ministry. But guess what? He got distracted by pride and lust and other things. He got his eyes off the prize. He turned away from his apostolic mantle. So the Demases, they want to forego the hard times. They don't want to have to condition. They just want to get in there and do it and have a good time and have some good uh, outcome and, you know, be productive. But they don't want it to hurt. They don't want it to get uncomfortable. Well, guess what? If there was a fast lane, Richard, if there was an easy road, a fast track, they didn't tell me about it. I missed that memo. Because I'm pretty sure I was on the long, hard, dark, dusty road for a while. And yeah, I wanted to quit too. Yeah, I was determined I was going to quit. I told God. I had it out with God. I don't recommend it, but, you know, sometimes it happens. You know, and I, I just told him all kinds of things. And I, I, How you do this to me? What do you expect from me? What do you want from me? You want us to go out here and do this? We ain't got nothing to do this with. I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to do this. And frankly, I'm tired and I don't want to do this. Amen. Anybody ever said any of that stuff to God? Mm, Y'all brave. This morning, last night and this morning. But yeah, we're human. We get tired, we get weak. But thank God, thank God we stay in the race. Amen. Mm. I might have hit a speed bump. Maybe I veered just a little bit, but I got back in my lane. Amen. Amen. But Demises, they want to forego or bypass conditioning. They don't want to be there in that hard stuff. They don't want to be there when it hurts and when it's awkward and when, when it's tough times. But that is not you. This is us. This is us. Come on. We're going to finish strong. We're going to finish this thing strong. Amen. All right. But listen to what Paul said. I love this. Paul said, <clears throat> Luke is with me. Mm-hmm. I can count on him. This is us. We are Luke's. Who wants to be a Luke? Amen? Let's be Luke. Luke understands covenant. Amen? You ever get in covenant or promise or agreement with somebody? Yeah? Yeah? Some people don't like to stay in covenant and agreement. Some people sign the dotted line and 
you know, they might have thought, well, I'm going to do this. And then a little while later, I don't want to do this no more. Mm-mm. I want to get out of this. I don't want to be in this. Not Luke. Not us. Luke understands covenant, the promise, the agreement, the experience that we're going to have with each other and the brotherhood. Amen? And the sisterhood. Amen? Luke understands longevity. He knows that this, excuse me, is not going to be done in a day's time. Amen? If you're just showing up for the big race, you may, you may not understand what's going on or what's going to happen. But I can assure you, this is a marathon. This is a journey. We're on a mission, and it's not going to be done easily, quickly, or in a day. You're going to have to dig in. Amen? Amen? You're going to have to make some tough decisions. You're going to have to give it all over to God. Amen? Luke understands honor. we got to conduct ourselves respectfully. Amen? You better be careful with that righteous anger. Don't misplace it. Amen? Be good to people. Treat people well and appreciate them. Amen? Appreciate their gifts. Call those gifts out of them and encourage them. Amen? Luke understands relationships. Some are easy and some are effortless. Oh, we love those, don't we? But some are not so easy. Oh, God... I think it's God's humor to put you, wonderful, well-meaning, spirited, fired up, and determined people to be life changers with that person that just is going to grind your last nerve. I think God is sitting up there laughing. He's laughing at us. What are they going to do? What are you going to do now? Faith boy, full of faith girl, how are you going to handle this? So we better be measured, better be balanced. We better be anointed, soaked in the word and the anointing of God. Amen? Woo! All right. Luke's a marathon runner. He knows it's going to take a while, require a lot, and he's going to have to keep his eyes on the prize if he's going to attain victory. Come on, Luke. Come on, SRC. This is us. Amen? You're going to reap if you faint not. Amen? Amen. It's going to be a tough race, but there's going to be times of refreshing. The kingdom of God is built on relationships. Amen. Consistency is the key. The race is going to be hard. It is going to be long. You might get tired. You might want to quit. Some may quit for a while. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Do we even understand what that means? I wonder. God is getting us ready to bring people into this house. He's going to bring people, but he's going to use you to bring people into this house. Amen? Paul said, bring me Mark. He's useful to me in ministry. Mark had left Paul, but he was about to rejoin him. Amen? Marks are coming back. 
God is bringing them back into this house. They've been in a wilderness, a dark and a dry and a lonely and a scary place. They've been in a place where they were lost and they didn't know what to do. But God is about to bring them back. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Come on. we got to finish strong. we got to finish strong because this is us. This is what we do. Amen? God is so good. God is so good. He's sending refreshing. He is going to refresh us. Amen? I want to say one more thing before we get ready to close. We are connected. Do you believe that? Do you believe God has connected us? Not just in a, you know, relational way, but he's connected us in the spirit. Amen? Amen? What am I talking about? What do I mean? Well, Fred, have I ever done anything to impact your life, to help you? Ray, have I ever influenced you in a good way, in a positive way? Clifta, have I ever said anything that lifted you up, that encouraged you, that was what you needed at that time in your life? Maybe if, especially if you were desperate? Yeah. And guess what? Every one of them and everybody else in here has done the same for me. We are connected. We are intertwined. Amen? It's going to take more than a minute to untangle that because you're a part of my life. I'm a part of your life. You hurt. I hurt. You rejoice. I rejoice. Amen? Good things happen for you. I get excited. Amen? Amen? So what are we talking about here? I love Pastor's example of the redwood trees. What is it about those trees? They have roots, but the roots don't run deep necessarily. They run far and wide, and they're connected. They're interconnected, and they're intertwined just the way that we are connected and intertwined into each other's lives. It's going to take more than a minute to get you out of my life, to make me stop caring about you, to make me stop thinking about you, wanting to know what's going on with you. So what am I trying to say? Just like the redwoods stand or fall together, we stand or fall together. Amen? Because we're connected, we're intertwined, and we are in this race together. Amen? We're going to do this together. We're going to finish strong. Why? Because this is us. Amen? All right. So if you're not in the race already, you need to be getting in the race. Amen? There's much to do. There's much for you to do. God has a purpose for you. God has a calling for you. Do not give up. You're going to reap if you faint not. Amen? And if you're weak, come on, lean on one of these brothers or sisters. We're here to help and encourage each other. Amen? Amen. Call on the name of Jesus. He's awaiting to help you to send anointing, to send revelation. Amen? God is so good. Hallelujah. Everybody stand to your feet. I want to thank you for <laughs> bearing me today and staying with me. Amen. I just love my church. I love my SRC family. And I just wholeheartedly believe that God absolutely has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. He loves us all. He wants us all to be in his house and doing his work. But it's an individual thing. God has something especially and specifically 
for you. Amen.